Welcome to the PharmaSource podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Stefan Verheyden, Global Vice President of GX Biological Solutions and Syringes at Gerisheimer. Stefan leads the company's packaging and drug delivery services in the fast-growing biopharma segment, focused on small to mid-sized biotechs. In this interview, he explains some of the challenges biopharma customers face, such as personalised medication, and talks about what's coming up for them in the year ahead. Stefan, thank you very much for joining us on the PharmaSource podcast today. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Luke. Pleasure to be here. Likewise, likewise. Could you introduce yourself, please, to listeners and, and what your role is at Gerisheimer? Absolutely. So my name is Stefan Verheide. I've joined Gerisheimer approximately six and a half years ago. I uh, originally was hired as the global head, global vice president for our Cyrus business, um, which I've then did for about three years. After three years, the board asked me to jump in uh, and create a new, let's say, cross-divisional business unit that we call Jeeks Biological Solutions, which okay. is a, a unit that predominantly, let's say, works on the fast-growing biopharma market mm-hmm. segment and where we actually sell the complete portfolio to the industry, you know. Um, so I set up a team of technical experts, salespeople, etc., that have a link into the different business units of Gerasammer and that ultimately, as I said before, serve the biological industry. We predominantly focus there on what I would call small to mid-sized biotechs that are actually the future uh, of, of the biopharma industry. What do I mean by that? Small to mid-sized biotech companies that develop molecules that then afterwards either go commercial through themselves or are being picked up by the bigger biopharma companies that, that then will uh, bring them to, to commercial phases. So, uh, and then again, now I'd say beginning of 2023, I was asked by the board to again pick up on the siren sales. So I, I have a combined role now. I do the syringe uh, portion and I do the biological solutions portion. Before that, I mean, I can tell you, I've been in the industry for about uh, 30 years almost now. Um, started my career at Merck and transitioned through a couple of companies. I've been very active in selling, say, chemistry into the industry, mm-hmm. raw materials, APIs, etc. And then before transitioning into a role more into uh, packaging side of things, 10 years ago, spent some time with uh, within other players in the industry and then joined Gary Summer. Thank you. So I'm interested in what you were saying about going from small molecules into biologics. I'm just interested in, in hearing what are the main challenges when it comes to glass and plastic packaging to, to go into biologics? What, what are the particular issues which you've had to deal with in setting up this new department? What we try to do within the biological solutions area is to make sure that we um, serve the customers throughout their complete value chain and, and drug lifecycle management. You know, I think Gerasam is probably one of the only players in the industry globally that is actually able to serve a customer from what I'd call preclinical development work up to complete product lifecycle management. What do I mean by that? We can start with a very simple and straightforward vial transition into a, uh, let's say, more um, specialized vial, whether this is then bulk or RTF, we can transition that into a syringe configuration, also bulk or RTF, move that into a device, presumably even a wearable device, you know? And if, even though we have many competitors um, in some of the aspects, we're probably the only one in the industry that can do it all under the same roof. And that is yeah. a, a big asset that we have. now. Answering your question, Luke, going more specifically on what are the challenges for the biopharma industry, I think 
Um, we see a clear trend towards more specialized medication, personalized medication. Mm. And you know, as well as I do that today, probably 80 to 90% of the new drugs that come to market are biological. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those people have slightly different challenges than what I would call the older uh, standard medication that, that we used to have. And, and there are some, some specifics that, that, that come to play there. But also there, Garrison is well armed with a complete glass portfolio as well as a polymer portfolio to support many of the challenges that we have in that segment. You mentioned wearables there. How is Gerasheimer thinking about those sorts of digital solutions to personalized healthcare? Well, you need to know that within the Gerasheimer organization and predominantly in our advanced technologies uh, business units, we have wearable devices that are used in, in some chronic disease areas that also uh, will be used more, uh, more and more in the oncology treatment. Those devices uh, offer a lot of advantages, are linked to, to specific, uh, and I'd say, digital therapy follow-up. And, and so that is also one of the trends that we see in the market. And mm -hmm. it's, it's something that is picking up faster and faster uh, as we move into more, let's say, dedicated healthcare. And so um, I think also there, Garrison is pretty well armed to do that. Does it touch your area much when it comes to the, the types of packaging, the types of syringes which your division is producing? If you now talk predominantly on on the, let's say, wearable devices where we come into play, next to, of course, our advanced technologies uh, colleagues, is that we provide the cartridges that go into those devices, mm. uh, as an example. Now, if you talk more about the whole track and trace story, for instance, we are now developing methodologies to, let's say, um, make sure that all the primary packaging components that we produce can actually be submitted to track and trace systems, what means that, which means that we, with all the production data, but then later on the fillers, uh, the pharma companies can add on multiple data sets to that so that they can easily track the whole, let's say, packaging, drug, and, and final uh, presentation to the market in, in, in the complete value chain. And this is also something that we're developing right now. Great. Gerisheimer is quite publicly signed up to your sustainability targets, Absolutely. eco design principles to um, reduce CO2 emissions 50% by 2030, I believe, and also switching your entire electricity supply to renewables by that same timeline. Yeah. It'd be interesting to hear more about that and, and what does that mean to you and, and the type of actions which you're taking? Well, we all know it's an extremely sensitive topic these days, yeah. Mm. And I think. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, while sitting together with our uh, board, we took the strategic decision to aim massively on this whole sustainability topic. Now, uh, I can tell you, look, without going too much into details, there is a massive, let's say, strategy behind that, um, built on, on three main pillars, um, which um, I, I can provide you later on some, some more details on that, uh, but it would take us too far away from uh, from the, let's say, overall aspect here. But the very clear message I want to give here is that today Gerasheimer uh, is aiming very much on that. You see that uh, immediately resulted in, in a great score that we have on the Ecovadis uh, rating, for instance, where we, mm -hmm. we really moved uh, up, up the ladder uh, tremendously. And what we do see is that the efforts that we put in there whether it's come to renewal energy, uh, CO2 emission reduction, and, and then also people and organization uh, topics that we, that we cluster under there, um, 
has led to the fact that our industry is pretty much responding to that in a very positive way as well. Because also mm. for most of our, let's say, important customers, they also have that very high on, on, on their, let's say, uh, scope. And therefore, the fact that we invested massively, because I can tell you, it's it's a massive investment for a company. Yeah? Sure. Um, without, I'd say, limited or fairly limited direct impact on, on, on let's say, the business. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, we took the decision and we are pretty much sure that over time this will bring us uh, in, in a much even in an even better position than where, than where we are today. Your clients must be responding positively to all of that investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's why I said in the beginning, it was a strategic decision. There was a lot of discussion around the topic because, you know, when you talk about strategy, obviously um, it is about how do we grow? How do we get better? Uh, and then the whole sustainability topic is like something that comes on top where at that time it was very difficult to measure the potential outcome of that. What would it bring to our business mm-hmm. um, if we invest heavily in that? But now that we've taken that decision and that we've made many, multiple steps, sorry, I mean, you clearly see that the, re- the reception of the market is extremely positive. Stefan, as you think about 2024, what are going to be your main focuses? Are there any particular products or services which you're really going to be focused on in the biologic space? Obviously, we'll keep on focusing on our high-value products, uh, as, as we always do. You know, we will bring the EasyFill Smart to Life, which is a uh, co-developed co- uh, packaging standardization that we've developed with, with, with uh, some of our colleagues in the industry. Um, another very important pillar where we continue our growth path forward uh, will be in, into the, let's say, obesity treatment where you know the whole GLP-1 story that you hear about in in, in the media every day because we serve most of the predominant players in that industry and and we are in a pretty strong position that we actually want to reinforce even more. So those in my view are the two key pillars for for us to to continue our growth. Thank you. Have you got any advice for potential customers if, if they're looking across the packaging landscape and considering who that they should work with? I probably will not be the most objective uh, person uh, if, if you ask me that question. But nevertheless, what I think is important uh, for our customers is they they need to think carefully on, on let's say, who they, they choose as a partner. I can I can only tell them that Garrison is well armed to serve them uh, with with a huge variety of, of products, but also services which become more and more important next to the the packaging. Other than that, I, I'd say that. Gerisheimer is, is really making huge steps and, and, and in that regard is a very trustful partner. I strongly believe in, in also personal interaction and, and I think with the whole Gerisheimer team ready to support our, our customers, um, we are in a, in a good position to do that. Nevertheless, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that says you need to go either there or there. I mean, I can tell you, we stand for high quality, good service and, and let's say, strong people interaction, personal interaction. And so I think Garrison has a lot to offer there. As I said in the beginning, Luke, you know, we have a very broad portfolio. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. You know, for us, every customer is actually as unique as every project. Stefan, thank you so much for your time. With great, great pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Head to pharmasource.global to sign up to the community, our weekly newsletter, and get invites to upcoming events. Thank you for listening.